put one in, pull one out, put one in, don't forget to pull one out. And I will forever remember that. Hormonal butt acne is a thing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our first Wahoomans Weekly podcast brought to you by the Wahoom Manifesto blog. Uh, today, we have the whole Wahoom Manifesto team here. Um, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah! Job. Hi, I'm Alice. I'm Emma. I'm Nick. And I'm Jess. Um, and today, we are going to be discussing the wonderful world of periods um everything from embarrassing period stories to charity to stigmas and also going to be talking about the recent tampon tax that has been lifted in the UK as well um anybody want to start us off any opinions on the recent tampon tax lift well that's what my article this month is about um I mean, I think it's ridiculous that it's taken this long, to be honest, because, I mean, I know that everyone says this, but the fact that, you know, having a period has been seen as a luxury when we have absolutely no choice in the matter versus even in year seven in sex education, we were taught that you can access free contraception and free condoms. Having sex is a choice having your uterus wall, sh- 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 I was going to say shred, shed. <laughs> shed is another issue altogether. We don't have a choice in it. So the fact that we've been having to pay for that this entire time is ridiculous. Like, can you imagine the amount of money that together, collectively, we've all spent on either the pill to stop periods mm-hmm. or pads or tampons or the menstrual cup or whatever form of, um, what's it called? What's the Contraception. Uh, of yeah contraception or um sanitary products sanitary sanitary products um in general it's like I mean it's it's definitely a step forward yeah um they were doing it a couple of years before in Scotland I think um when I was at university there in 2018 there was free sanitary products for everyone at the university at least um it's a big step forward it's late but you know it's a sign of the times and it's being more accepted and more talked about which is obviously a really positive thing so Mm. better late than never as well indeed indeed free tampons for everyone absolutely that made me think as well i was like how if we added up how much we have spent over the years I want a guesstimate from everyone because I reckon it is thousands of pounds. Well, I read an article that basically said that on average, the average woman on when they start their periods to when the average kind of menopausal ages is that we end up spending around about between four and six thousand pounds in our lifetimes just just on sanitary products. That's not including (laughs) contraception. That's just like sanitary products. So like tampons, pads, that kind of thing. I was like, I have a mad heavy flow, so mine's definitely a lot more than that. Yours is two years' rent, mine's just one. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting as well because, like, there's like, I always find it weird that there's like brands who charge more for pads just because it's branded. Like, I could go into Superdrug and buy Superdrug own. Mm-hmm. everything and then or if I want to buy always I've got to pay an extra like three quid 
Yeah. Just ridiculous. That's the problem is that the kind of whole um, industry has become monopolised and, you know, everything, it drives the prices up. And the fact I find it so bizarre that sanitary products are advertised on TV. Mm. We all have to use them. It doesn't matter, like, whether you advertise it or not. It's always that one woman in a white tennis skirt, isn't it? Oh, my God, yeah. Like, oh, I can do exercise. Do you fuck want to run around a tennis court when you are having menstrual cramps? That is such an... That's an unrealistic expectation for women right there. (laughs) Absolutely horrific. Have um, Have you seen the latest one? I think it's... I think it's Tampax. I can't remember. And they do that, like, talk show setting... And they're like, oh, everybody uses these guys. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed to be a woman watching this. What's up with Tampax Pearl as well? Like, you pay, like, three more quid just because the packaging, the plastic (laughs) bit is, like, blue and glittery. You're paying for the plastic, mate. Oh, it's like, oh, because you're a woman, you want the sparkly sanitary product. No, I don't. I just want to plug the bleeding away. (laughs) Also, like, do you remember... I have such a vivid memory when I started my period of my mum being like, well, you'll never swim again. And I'd be I was like, what? What do you mean I'll never swim again? Have I lost my fins? And she's like, now, now you're on your period. You may never swim. Like, <laughs> I, I always thought that the tampon would expand inside me and like I'd start, I, I don't even know what I thought. I just pictured it just being my entire body just like swelling and swelling and not stopping until I was like 95% tampon (laughs) it's like the TikToks now where it's like um how does your boyfriend react to seeing how a tampon works and she puts it in a glass and the boyfriend's reaction is like is that real like is this real life (laughs) it's like that's inside you yeah and it's like they they try and they put them in um uh what they call like plastic bottles and then they're like yeah so it expands that much and then you gotta pull it out <laughs> and they're like what I've got to compete with that <laughs> <laughs> I read something I don't know if it's true or not Emma like because you've done the research on the article but I read something that said they they lifted the tax from tampons and pads but not like um the pants you know mm. like the what do you call it I can't remember the what period called. pants yeah they hadn't lifted it on something like that I don't know if it was true or not I saw it on Instagram I I haven't read that specifically I that's not something I would that would have even crossed my mind but yeah. maybe not maybe it doesn't come under I mean even though it is obviously for yeah um, I think because because periods. maybe because it's used for um like when people like pee themselves as well oh yeah for in for like incontinence and things like that yeah maybe it's not like come under that category i don't know Mm -hmm. Mm. i guess possibly as well because they're reusable products maybe they looked at it from that point of view and the fact that you can use it for a substantial amount of time whereas obviously tampons and sanitary pads are one and done Mm -hmm. um (laughs) yeah you can't reuse those most of the time Mm. I don't want to know, Nick. <laughs> do not yes, want to you know. You do. Maybe feel <laughs> ill. <laughs> um, I'm glad I don't have to pay extra um, to bleed every month. That's really great. I'm really appreciative. Yeah. There's still so, I just feel like there's so much more to kind of go like internationally and globally. But it's great, you know, the fact that 
we don't have to pay the extra tax, but you are the countries in the world who don't have access yeah. to products at yeah, all. We're very privileged like, to have the availability yeah. that we do, even if, even if we did previously have to pay for it. Like in mm-hmm. um, less affluent countries, obviously that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything worse. Yeah, I genuinely could not think of anything worse than like coming onto my period and being like, right, what do I uh, use to um, sort this mess out today? Imagine We've if they like never invented them though. Like, imagine if everyone just had their period and just walked around like, yeah, well, well, what is the, like? I genuinely don't even know the history of periods. Like, what did what was used before we invented sanitary products? Wasn't it like <laughs> old rags? Yeah, rags and things. Like it's it's shown in Bridgerton. Yeah. Um, and, you know they kind of have to just check their bed sheets at that kind of time what? and then if they start bleeding they then just kind of pad it out with cloth and imagine um, having a period without painkillers as well like good old paracetamol gets me through I don't know what you'd do if you just had to kind of like ride it out absolutely <laughs> also we got to change the rhetoric around it because what you were saying earlier like it's still even Whenever I Google anything around this, everywhere it is branded a luxury. Like it's that that wording is used as well. Yeah. Um, and the minute we call it a luxury, we we're all losing out. Yeah, definitely. I think. I mean, like like Alice said, there's like a long way to come. Like this is like a a really good start, mm. but it's just mad how it's taken them so long to get to just this place. Like. Yeah. It's it really does baffle me sometimes. <laughs> There's a lot more work to do for sure. I think people just don't want to. People people don't think about it as well, really. That they don't think it's an issue, mm-hmm. like like kind of everyday life. They're like, oh well, it's something that like um, people who have periods just have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of it. <laughs> male privilege as well isn't it it is yeah they haven't experienced it it's that age-old oh well me getting kicked in the balls would hurt way more than your period pains it's like well yeah. you don't actually know that and a lot of women really struggle with horrific symptoms mm. but they don't want to know because it doesn't affect them directly mm-hmm. and in reality like everyone should be knowledgeable about it because it's something that happens to roughly half the population the fact that we've had to reschedule this podcast twice because <laughs> me and Emma have both been in like severe pain from being on our periods that we couldn't even do this. It's something you just gen you I don't think you can fathom unless you've experienced it. But some yeah. some people experience it worse than others as well, which is why I think people when you say you're in pain and stuff, they think you're being overdramatic because mm-hmm. they've met someone who has had a period and like they've said it was fine. People just assume you're being overdramatic when really it's not always the case. That's so true as well. Like needing certain things like, I mean, personally, I don't know about um, you gals, but my period pains, like sometimes I can't get out of bed for like three days. Like the other day to work, I was like really nearly sick in the morning. And I had to, you know, those heat pads that you put on if you Mm -hmm. sprain a muscle in like your arm or your leg or something. I had three of them going around my torso so that I could function at work. It was like a makeshift hot water bottle because I was like, I am honestly, it feels like I'm being stabbed. Yeah. And we just have to get on with it. There is just this culture of like, oh, well, it's just period pains. It's like it can actually stop you functioning. And that's not talked about enough. Oh, God. I feel very fortunate in that, like, I grew out of 
I say grew out of. I had horrific period pains when I first started my period for like the first five years. And in recent years, it's so much more manageable. However, all of our group of friends really suffer. And I'm like, what, how did I miss out on this? What is going to hit me in the face in five years time when you're all off, you know, being used to the pain? That is a flex, to be fair. Yeah, I think that is a real flex. Like, yeah I mean I feel like um for me my periods were always awful like Christ I have some mm. stories I've fainted in a class mm. in public which class <laughs> <laughs> oh I was it was it was probably it must have been about six months into when I first got my period and I was quite late getting my period I was 14 mm. and um I was in a food tech class um and I was kind of just we were all stood up watching some something and the teacher was like Alice are you all right and I was like yeah I just feel really lightheaded and she was like yeah you've gone blue like actually blue I was like that's not good she was like I'm gonna call the nurse in and then the nurse came in and I kind of like I wouldn't say I fully I didn't fall unconscious but you know when you're just so in so much pain and in so much kind of just lightheaded and I was kind of just so weak and then I remember waking up in the nurse's office and just being in like crippled pain Mm. and I used to like have to twist my body it sounds really strange but like twist my body in a certain way where my legs were facing one way on one side and I'd turn my torso so it was on its other side in order to relieve any sort of pain yeah I know that position well. That works. (laughs) It does work. It really does work. I used to Um, like punch myself in the stomach almost. I used to get my fist and for some reason if I pushed it really hard onto my like the bottom of my stomach it would help the pain for some reason. I feel that. I used to get into the shower. I mean my mum's witnessed me in states but Mm. I remember one time particularly I was in the bath and I was in so much pain and the only thing that would relieve it was holding like the shower like scalding hot water over my stomach my mum coming in and being like oh my god are you all right and I was kind of crying and my hair was wet and she was like what are you doing and I was like you know I'm in so much pain and she was like your hair's wet and I was like I haven't washed it that's sweat and it was I literally sweated so much because I was in so much pain and I'd get like burns at the bottom of my stomach because I'd scold myself because it was the only thing that would help. But in recent years, it, I mean, I don't know whether it's that I my pain management has got better mm-hmm. or they have. I, I think they have got better slightly. I mean, I'm still in pain for the first like three or four days, but I'm not in any way in that pain. Like I'll spend like the first day in bed, but I'm not kind of at the point of fainting or mm. You know, scolding myself with hot water um I've but, actually yeah. like over the last few years mine haven't been that bad um until li- literally I'll have one every four months or something that immobilizes me um and then the next three I'll be in like I'll be in pain but it won't be as bad like so the one I had literally like the other week um I I had to physically make myself sick because it was the only way, but it, it was the only way that I could stop the pain. And like, it's the only way that subsides it. And I, I hate that you don't know when it's coming. It's like a horrific yeah. bingo. And also I was like, <laughs> I was in the middle of work. So it was like halfway through the day and I had to just 
leave, came back from having my head in the toilet for an hour. And I had to message my boss and be like, oh, I'm really sorry. Um, I'm not going to be very productive today because I've been like sick. I didn't want to explain the reasoning um, over message. Um, and then my head of HR rang me. Um, and I was like explaining it to her whilst like crying down the phone and being like, yeah, I had to make myself sick because I was on my period and it really hurts. And she was like, it's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was really fun. Really appreciate that one. Yeah, so I have this weird shame about talking to men about my periods or at least being open about it in front of men. Maybe it's not even just men, but I still especially when I'm at work, I hide all evidence that I could be on my period. Like tampon goes in the bra or anywhere it can possibly go. Yeah. I feel like that's so deep rooted though. Even it's very kind of, I'd say from school, because it used to be that thing, like boys used to, mercilessly tease anyone that even gave a hint that they were on their periods or had a tampon like as soon as you got that little green wrapper out it was almost like oh where's the green I don't know, just set off a stink bomb or something like the way that they'd all recoil and be like oh you're on your period it's like yeah but it's not it's not I'm, I'm not doing it to gross you out it's happening anyway I remember I think I must have been in year eight and um some girl threw a tampon uh, there's no, not, I'd like to clarify, it wasn't a used one, it was in the wrapper. <laughs> um, but just through one, I think some guy had been taking the piss out of her and she just went, oh, fuck off, and just threw this tampon at his group of guys. I have never seen little boys scatter the way that they did. It was like, it was like you know, someone had th- thrown a grenade at them. It was absolutely surreal. I was like, why? Why does it disgust you so much? I guess maybe it's the whole like prudishness of like oh like women and girls and all of that maybe because women develop more quickly than men as well I think a lot of it's got to do with a lack of education actually I feel like because they don't understand and because there's the embarrassment behind it it's kind of I feel like it's that kind of crosses over to a you know obviously we're talking about periods but it crosses over to a lot of things in society I think if you don't know stuff about it it makes you feel uncomfortable yeah Um, and I feel like that's probably why, like have, uh, if sex education had been more inclusive and potentially it was spoken to boys more when they were younger about periods and things, I don't think that would happen yeah. um, because it's really not that interesting. Yeah, it's interesting and it's great, It ha- but it's not like, it's not groundbreaking. It's something that happens every month and yeah. Yeah, it's a completely natural thing. And I think the reason why potentially, especially young boys do that is because they don't understand and they're taught from what they've heard, not because what they've been taught. It's like fear of like the unknown as well in some sort of way, like because they don't experience it. In, and then anything to do with, especially when you're like a young boy, like going through puberty, anything to do with like a woman's vagina yeah. is gross which is just so ironic. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. I wonder what age is the switching point. It's like, it's like this weird. When the balls drop. Yeah. It's like 14, maybe. It's so interesting that they're so disgusted at it. But if it came to like 
how like if it came to like having sex with you whilst you're on your periods a lot of a lot of guys find that very attractive some some guys are like no that's disgusting like what and other guys are like yeah that's actually like my kink like it's really hot I've never encountered someone that's into it. I've had, but almost <laughs> exclusively, every man that I've ever been with sexually has been more than up for doing anal, which is, you know, obviously where where all of your human waste comes out of. But but people are like guys are all for putting their dick into your asshole. Which is like actually quite unsanitary comparatively, but they have an issue with like a tablespoon of blood, and it's like it's really not that. Like I don't understand why so many men react with revulsion when you know, like I've tried to communicate to sexual partners the idea of period sex before because I'm sure we've all felt this. It makes you horny sometimes, yeah. yeah. And also, orgasms relieve period cramps. So everyone's a winner, really. Mm-hmm. You'll be having a great time if you're having sex with a woman that's on their period. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But for some reason, it does just invoke this disgust still, which I don't understand. Just shower or, like, wipe your penis afterwards. I don't understand why. So, if you are so worried about it, wear a bloody condom. Yeah. Oh, cause, oh no, sorry, because uh, that, that means men um, won't have as much fun. So they oh, obviously oh, my God. Damn. Oh, I hate it that when that happens. Honestly, oh, yeah. it's my fault for bleeding. I'm sorry. Or just have sex in the shower when you're on yeah. your period. Yeah, then it's a win-win. You don't the have to down. down. You don't have to clear up. It's great. You have sex. Yeah, okay. There might be blood everywhere, but you can shower <laughs> off. You got yours. There's a plethora of options. <laughs> you know. I think the duty, the jury has spoken. From now on, maybe only have period sex. Our, our contribution to the environmental issues are: we will only have period sex. It's a small window of a month a where the majority window. of women are very horny. <laughs> Take that, all the That's single guys right. out there, just seek it out. Seek it out, <laughs> and and feel free to discuss it. Like whether you're a like man listening to this or a woman or whatever. Like open up that dialogue with a sexual partner because even if you find someone that's not necessarily into it, at least you can ask the question as to why and talk about it together. Because I felt shame. Like I've never actually like I've mentioned it, but they've always like the people that I've been with. Maybe I'm just using the wrong people, but the people that I've been with have always made me feel a deep amount of shame for wanting to be sexually active and to be able to orgasm whilst I'm menstruating. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I've had like, I mean, I've had like different experiences with different people surrounding it. But I think there are just so many, there's so many stigmas around like periods and bleeding and basically everything surrounding it that it's crazy that there are still so many um when like to us like we're all in our 20s like it's such a normal thing like it happens have once a month we're so used to it it's just part of our normal lives um so why do people have such an issue with with it 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 baffles me it really does can I share my personal favorite uh period stigma please yes go for it Oh, you're so emotional. You on your period. <laughs> Fuck off. 
So, no, I'm not. And even if I was, I'd be guessing through the day the same as you, but I'd be bleeding out of my yes. vagina. So fuck off. We were we were speaking about this um the other week and we were talking about the fact that uh we've all I think we've all said I saw it on TikTok to be fair. Um the fact that when you're on your period, you have more testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in your body which is hilarious than um, estrogen Um, so the fact that I'm emotional sorry is that I'm more more like a man I think Mm. I think that's scientifically correct it's familiar Hmm. who knew that's so true and the fact that it's used as an insult as well it's like I think it links back to just misogyny of women being strong showing their opinions and not necessarily being the whole this idea of the coquette that just sits there and agrees with men and is this meek little figure, as soon as someone's strong and opinionated and, you know, quite rightly reacts to something, that's seen as, oh, emotional and all of this. And it's like, well, no, actually, I have just as much of a right to express my opinion as you do. Just because I express it in a different way and my emotions manifest themselves differently doesn't mean that I have that my opinion is any less valid than yours. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what um, you guys, uh, how you guys feel like emotionally when you're on your period and stuff. But personally, like my worst moods are actually before and after yeah. my actual period. But I don't know what you guys have like with PMS and being on your actual period and stuff. I PMS wise, I'm kind of quite down before my period. Um, I don't tend to get, I feel like I'm short for the first, like short-tempered for the first couple of days on my period. But I think that's because I'm in pain. And so I'm just like, you know what? I don't have time for all of your bullshit. I'm going to just give you the quickest answer that I can so that I can go about my day and just concentrate on not being in pain. Mm. Um, but yeah, before my period, it's more, I get more just down um, and I'm super, super, super hungry for the week leading up to my period. As soon as my period starts, I kid you not, I could, I do not have any appetite for an entire week. I could go an entire week without eating. My appetite disappears. Before my period, I mean, I completely make up for it. Um, (laughs) I'm eating all the time. But it is so strange. And I think what's really interesting is how it manifests so differently in every woman and every woman's periods and every woman's experience with their menstrual cycle is so personal. And I think as well, that's what, you know, a lot of people who don't have periods don't understand is that it's not, you can't just put this one label on everyone that has a period because everyone experiences things differently it's the same with anything like it's the same as if if I broke a bone and Emma you broke a bone how we deal with it and how things manifested would be completely different because we're completely different people yeah um so I do I do find it so bizarre that 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 you know men especially are like oh you're angry because you're on your period and do you know what actually a lot of the time, a lot of my, a lot of my friends that I know, when they're on their period, actually, they they're quite.
quite happy mm-hmm. a lot of the time. It's the bit before that they actually suffer more from mood swings and hormonal imbalances mm-hmm. in that regard. I have a really like, hard time when I'm ovulating. Yeah, same. I'm, I get a lot of like, um, just like fried brain kind of, I, I just can't think straight and it's that's the worst time for me like I find it really really hard to do emotional management at that point of the month uh, which I hate because I'm like it just I get hit by that and then two weeks later I'm like oh here's the real deal I think this is the perfect point for us to share the horrific tales of our time <laughs> Taylor's oldest time and as old, as long as my period easy for you to <laughs> easy for you to <laughs> Yeah, so I was, I mean, I have a couple. Actually, one that I want to tell you first, it's very quick, some brief context. I turn up at university, um, having a great time, we're in freshers week, et cetera, et cetera. I'm obviously leading a very busy life. So things, you know, get left on the wayside. Um, One of those things um, was a regular tampon taking out session. So I go to put in another tampon later in the day. I think we're going clubbing or something. I look down and I realize that for eight hours, I've had two tampon maxis in. <laughs> eight hours. Eight, I mean, firstly, please do not take my advice. Eight hours is horrific. It was a very unhygienic point of my life and I'm past that. You can have a tampon in for up to eight hours. But after eight hours, they do recommend you take them out due to the, you know, possibilities of septic shock. (laughs) Thanks, mum. Eight hours, ladies. It's all right. She had two, so it's double the time. Yeah, I had two. 16, here we go. (laughs) I would also just like to add, as Nick was telling that story, Jess, Alice and I, we're on Zoom currently. We all collectively just covered our mouths because we all, at the same time, we knew what was coming. I'm flabbergasted, Nicole. Hello. And this girl that I just met, I told, when I actually started my master's this year, I told a girl that I just met about this, don't know why, and she made up a song. And within the first 10 minutes of us meeting, I told her this, you know, um, very personal story of mine. And she made up a song and it goes something like this. Put one in. Pull one out, put one in. Don't forget to pull one out. And I will forever remember that. Love it. Can I just do a little round of applause for the clear capacity of your vaginal canal? (laughs) I thought you were going to say (laughs) Thank you, Sheila. You've done me well. (laughs) Yeah, please, guys, feel free to share. Jess seems to think I have a story about a yogurt pot, and I'm really embarrassed to say that I cannot remember the story about the yoga pot. What I think... Nick, sorry about the yoga Nick. pot. No, I didn't. You said that your mum presented you with the yoga pot and that you couldn't you couldn't eat, eat it. Yogurt, because, because I learned in sex education that you bleed a yoga pot every time. Is that the story? Uh, you didn't tell it as funny as you did last time. <laughs> yeah, come on, Nick. Where's your storytelling oh, spirit? Paint us, paint us, regale us with the ways. Come I'm on. Sorry. I've had a scotch, I'm a bit wimbly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but so forever scared of uh, Petty for, 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 oh, blood my neck. Petty for who? <laughs> I hardly know her. Pussy for who? Pussy for who? 
<laughs> That's the title for this podcast. Pussy Falu, Pussy Falu, Pussy Falu, Pussy Falu. Does anyone else have any funny stories? I have some. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd necessarily call them funny, Jess. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I nearly bled through my school skirt many a time. Ooh, like I was God. wearing the whole cycling shorts, thick tights. I had a very heavy. I started my period when I was ten years old. Ooh. Um, and from then on, like they were ridiculously heavy. Like I'd bleed through my knickers in like an hour back in the day. It was, it was honestly, I was impressed with my body. Like she really did that, you know, but it was, that was bad. Um, I, one, one time I was abroad, um, and I became sexually engaged with a man I woke up, he paid for our hotel room, it was about £500, um, I woke up the next morning and I had bled, like, all of the sheets, it looked like, it looked like a crime scene, it was so horrific, and, like, I didn't know this guy, so I just got up and left, he was still asleep, <laughs> I was just like, I just don't want to face this right now, like, I don't he, know what he to thought do. something awful had happened. Did you well, have, you I was nowhere to be seen. I'm surprised he didn't file a missing person report. <laughs> he was he was probably shit scared when he woke up. He was probably like, oh yeah. my god. Oh, <laughs> he was like, like, like was I sleepwalking and have like accidentally stabbed her or put <laughs> <laughs> in a body? Where have I put it? I don't know. It was <laughs> self-preservation I had to leave, so I didn't have to have the also think of the initial fear like he's sleepy he's just woken up he sees all this blood he's like is it come from my orifice have i been stabbed that poor man probably has like nightmares i was like ptsd about that moment that is so funny i seriously relate to bleeding through though i remember the first literally the day i got my first period i was in a french class and i could feel Bearing in mind, right, all I, told, <laughs> all I had been told before it started was, you know, it will be like spotting, you know, you'll see like a little bit and, oh, you're a woman now. That's all I've been told. One, <laughs> did I shit feel like a woman when it started? Felt like a tiny little girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it happened in a French class and I genuinely thought that I had wet myself like not just a little bit but like genuinely thought oh my god I have got no control over my bladder like this is coming out quick mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god I've got to go to the toilet clearly there's something seriously wrong with me go to the toilet look down and I have bled straight through my pants straight through my grey school skirt and the, t- so the tights and the grey school skirt and I'm like what do I do what do I do I've got to walk back into this class I don't really know how to do it thankfully like I had a blazer and I just like tied the blazer around my waist walked back in luckily the girl sat next to me was like are you all right like you left really quickly and you've come back and you've got blazer tied around you everything okay and I was like no it's really not I've started my period literally today it's my first period and I've bled through my skirt and she's like oh my god are you all right and I was like not really I'm now in like 
a lot of pain and I've got a huge red patch on my grey skirt. Yeah, okay, you know, red and grey were the school colours, but not really (laughs) where I wanted to wear the red. And luckily, there was one girl who was kind enough to give me a spare skirt and was like, here you go, and there's some pads and stuff. But just not what I expected. Like, films and things, I feel like from when I was younger, films just do not represent periods properly. I think now slightly different, but... I mean, I remember watching a film and it's like, oh, oh, mom, I I looked down in my pants today and I saw this little brown spot. Don't cringe at my American accent. I know it's shit. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, you've started your period. Not what I experienced at all. And that's false for, I would presume, the majority of women. Yeah, It doesn't feel like a rite of passage to being a woman. It just hurts a lot. I just don't, yeah, I don't think you're ever really prepared for it. Like, I think even when you're taught about it in school, does anyone even remember what we were taught about in school? The only thing I remember is them saying it's a tablespoon of blood. And they told this, they're like, oh, it's a tablespoon of blood a month. And I'm like, is it my ass? Thank you very much. It's like a tablespoon maybe every 30 (laughs) seconds. Yeah. Also, I hate the, um, (laughs) I hate being so unprepared. The waterfall. Do you know what I'm talking about? The mm. gush. Yes. The, the gush. The floodgates open. The, the floodgates open, and I'm like, you know, very comfortably sitting or laying down, minding my own blooming business. I stand up. Someone's decided to hurt me. Like, why? <laughs> I'm sorry. Why does it come out at such a rate? Why is it not a gentle trickle? Yeah. They do call it Satan's waterfall for a reason. That is true. Nick, that's what I experienced <clears throat> on my first ever period. Appalling. My first ever period, we were on a car drive down to Devon and I went into a service station with my father um, <clears throat> who came with me to the toilet because I was young, obviously waited outside, was not the person that I wanted to greet <laughs> like, when I turned up at the sweet golden gates of womanhood. <laughs> he was just like, use a pen. I don't know. <laughs> use, a pen. use a pen. Come on. Like he didn't say that. Yeah, I mean, circling around to like the childhood as well, like the sex education and stuff, I just feel like it, it, I mean, it really doesn't prepare you for the whole shebang. I remember... It's very comprehensive, is it? Like, there are so many things that you don't hear about, like the fact that so many women's periods can be irregular or that you can lose your period. None of those things are necessarily covered. Also, can we talk about blood clots for a second? Because I thought I was giving birth the first time I ever got... And you're not prepared for it. I was like, oh my gosh, have I somehow gotten pregnant? Never, not been sexually active at all. But, but it hurts. Like it does feel like you're pushing something out of you, and it's so yeah. painful. You expect it to be like a, a few cute pipette drops of blood, but it's not like that. It can get rough. I mean, yeah. I mean, we are shedding our lining, mm. so it is gross. But also, it's not it's beautiful. Gross. It's nature. Not. I mean, it's, it's really. Gross. It doesn't. It feels gross, is what it, it does. It does. It does. In fairness, like I get like the ick. Yeah. You know, when you sat on the toilet and you're kind of wiping, mm-hmm. and then it kind of you get a gush, and you're like, oh, it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. It just mm-hmm. feels weird, doesn't it? Horrific. Yeah. It is. Um, it is an interesting one. But also, you know, if you think about it, it's actually, 
I mean, don't get me wrong, it's shit. And, you know, we've all had a bit of a cry and eaten too much chocolate and watched Bridget Jones a few too many times. And we, maybe that's just me, but like on your period. And me. There's something quite empowering about the fact that, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I've got a secret. It's like I'm going about my day and I'm doing things the same way that all of you men are, but I'm also bleeding. And that's cool. Yeah. You you probably oh. wouldn't be able to do it. Like, you know, when men get the flu, not all men, but you know how like some guys get the flu and they're like, oh, I'm dying. Can you imagine if they got periods? They'd be bedridden. Honestly. But we're doing our thing. Honestly. And that's cool. I always remember being in secondary school, being in like PE and PE teachers just fucking hate you when you're in your period. Mm-hmm. I will be sitting there head in my hands like can't stand up and they'll be like everyone gets periods go run the 1500 <laughs> like, you can fuck off actually thank yeah. you also <laughs> the way in which they acted about it was as if they didn't get periods yeah. mm-hmm. like oh yeah. you'll grow you out of it piss off <laughs> it was because All so right. many times like i was such a culprit for getting off sick letters like my mum used to write sick letters for me all the time. Mm. Um, and it would be from anything to like, oh, she sprained her middle toe to her period is really bad and she can't do it. And they would never take it. They just saw the lies. It is very it's very true. Like I'm not I'm I won't deny it. Like I I was also like I did used to get notes and stuff, but mostly because of my period because it was really bad and to be honest if I'm on my period I don't want to go and play bench ball or whatever you want me to bloody play like, what do you mean it's good for you it's not though that's just bullshit actually I do have to agree exercise does help with the period pain I was just thinking that like I did a workout this morning and I felt better for doing it afterwards yeah at the same time when you're bloated it feels like you're being stabbed and you're getting like hot flushes or whatever it's also the like sometimes you just physically cannot do it it's the same thing like with anything like with depression or whatever it's just so much harder to physically complete it even if it does help after it doesn't for me because I always because everyone around me like my mum would be like oh exercise it really helps with the pain but it's to it's it's more about the type of exercise that you do if you find something that you can do that you're actually enjoying and it's not too painful then that's great so like going on a walk I know like sometimes I I mean I have it where I'm just like you know I don't want to get out of bed but actually when I get out of bed it doesn't matter how painful it is and I just go on a walk I already feel better I'll come back and I'll be like oh actually no I needed that and, you yeah. know, if that's like the minimum amount, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, do you know what? I'll do a little bit of Florex or I'll do some yoga or whatever. Yeah. And it does, it does help. And I think, I, I do think it's less of like the actual kind of getting rid of the pain and it's more of a physical mindset because obviously exercise releases endorphins, which make you happy. So I think that's more of what it is. <laughs> but obviously there are lots of times where people are like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, (laughs) like you say like there's a difference between doing stuff at your own pace like doing some yoga and like going Mm. for a walk and like being told to stand in the cold and play netball and like minus five (laughs) in shorts and a t-shirt like 
or running around a tennis court in a skimpy white skirt. Literally. Yeah. Like worried you're gonna like lose your shorts every five seconds as well. Like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was always the one. You'd have like a buddy in PE or something, like, can you just check my score? I still do that now. I Nick, don't know why I do it to myself, but Nick, I wear you white. Used be, you used to be like notorious for doing that in school. And yeah. even when you went on your period, you'd be like Oh, can you just check? <laughs> can you just check? Just check if anything's fallen out, any kind of substance. Well, when it's discharge, it can you it can really freak you out. And it's actually yeah. a red herring, and you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that old thing. Actually, I mean, talk about that. I hope you don't mind, Nick. And if you don't want this in it, then obviously we can cut it out. But when I was um with you not too long ago, and obviously socially distanced we weren't you know <laughs> doing any I didn't go into a house none of that oh, but Alice, like, don't tell them about us <laughs> <laughs> no it literally went onto your driveway I dropped off stuff whilst you were isolating for you and I had a cigarette at the end of her driveway and she was like oh uh, I think I've started my period hold on one sec and you ran to the toilet and then came back and you were like sorry right, I was just a big lump of discharge <laughs> <laughs> it's true but it does be it is like that sometimes but it's so true like I also don't help myself like I said like I always wear white I love white trousers so I'm just accepting the fact that it's coming towards me at a fast pace why did anyone anyone that was in the factory designing the period at whatever point in time that was why did they decide red I'm sorry Mm. it should have been see-through it should have been translated. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because our internal organs are red. Uh, uh, sorry, speaker. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is whatever created us, whether it's a higher being or whether it's just science, mm. it should not have been red. Yeah. Yeah. So that does make sense. Yeah. And what do you want? Turquoise discharge? Yes. Turquoise period, don't mm. think so. Sometimes it be like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wonderful. In terms of us just chatting rubbish about periods for an hour of everyone's time, since we've launched our blog this month, we have actually decided that part of that is going to be supporting a different charity every month, depending on what we're writing about or if it's something close to home. So this month, we've decided that we're going to be supporting the charity, The Period Movement. We'll link their pages and everything on this. And also, you can check it out via our blog as well. Kind of as a summary of what they do, um, they're a really brilliant charity dedicated to kind of ending period poverty, essentially. They distribute uh, menstrual products to people in need all over the world, which is brilliant. They also have an education resource centre set up where they also empower local activists as well. So if you wanted to like learn anything about what's going on in the world in terms of period poverty and things like that, they have basically all the resources you would need, which is brilliant. M- probably most importantly is advocate for systemic change through different policies and legislations as well. We won't go into too much more about it because probably could talk about it forever, but um if you do want to check it out a bit more or donate any money, then check out their website, check out our website and also our socials as well. You'll be able to look at it. 
Just following on from that to say thank you very much, Jess. This has been wonderful um, and a really exciting start, honestly. Like, I'm really excited about this. We'll also thank thank everyone for listening to our first podcast. Um, I know we are called, this is called the Women's Weekly Podcast. It's not going to be weekly. We just liked the name. Um, but we'll hopefully be releasing one of these on a monthly basis. Um talking about a different topic each time. Um, So if you enjoyed it, obviously give us a follow, check out our blog, check out our socials, and we will see you again next time. Woohoo! Stay tuned for more of our ramblings. Exactly. (laughs) Amazing. Bye. Amazing. (laughs) Guys. I'm lads.